It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. It's Live in the Bream with host of Fox News at Night, Shannon Bream. This week on Live in the Bream, I am so excited for you to meet someone who I met probably less than a year ago and become such a huge fan of hers. And I think you will too, once you get to know her and the amazing things that she creates. I want to welcome today, Chef Whitney Miller. If you are a fan of TV shows about cooking and competitions, you'll know MasterChef. She won the very first season, but more importantly for my selfish reasons, she now has this amazing company called Whitney's Cookies. And I had a chance to meet her and taste these cookies for myself um, several months ago. And have just become, like I said, her number one fan. Whitney, welcome. Thank you so much, Shannon. I just loved meeting you in person. And of course, um, having you try my cookies was so much fun. Oh my goodness. So I was in Franklin, uh, outside of Nashville, Tennessee, one of my favorite places on the earth where Whitney is based, although she ships all over the country. And trust me, I'm not getting any kickbacks. There's no business arrangement here. Just trust me. You're going to want to taste these cookies um, and share them with other people too, which I've really enjoyed doing. They're great gifts also. Um, but Whitney was actually in one of the cutest little stores that I love in downtown Franklin and happened to be there and with her cookies and her company. And I had girlfriends with me and my sister was with me and we all bought a different cookie. And we could not stop raving about these cookies. They are meals in and of themselves. Um, And you have so many different great flavors and wonderful things. But tell us a little bit about your journey. I want to talk to you about as a female entrepreneur, you're a young woman with a family and you've had such an interesting ride. What were you doing when you got involved with MasterChef? So I was a college student and I was actually crazy enough in my last semester of college And I was pursuing something that I knew in my heart was not really for me. I'd always wanted to be a chef, but I had the opportunity to play tennis my first years and be on a scholarship. And so I did not go the culinary school route. I've been to self-taught. I learned from my great-grandmother, like most Southern girls who grew up in the kitchen with her mom or grandmother. And I found out about MasterChef after kind of shifting shifting gears that last year of school. And I was like, okay, this could be the opportunity that my dream of being a chef could come to reality. Well, and, and I mean, that is amazing to be so inexperienced because I am really bad in the kitchen. Um, so I don't really watch a lot of these shows. Cause I, when I see the guy screaming, what's his name, the main guy, it's very scary, Gordon but he's Ramsey. very successful. Yes. Gordon Ramsay. So successful, but he scares me to death. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, he would be like, you can't even make scrambled eggs. You're terrible. Um, <laughs> for the record, I can't make scrambled eggs, but that's about it. Um, so did you go into the show? Obviously the show didn't exist yet. So what did you think you were getting into and how did you make it week to week competition to competition? So crazy enough, all I saw was cooking competition. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. <laughs> and <laughs> I had no clue really about Gordon Ramsay until, you know, I was, I had auditioned. They told me, oh, you're You've made it to, you know, finally this round, you'll go out to Los Angeles. You'll start filming. There's going to be, I think that year it was like either a hundred or 50 of us. And I was like, okay, well, 
you know what? Like, who exactly is Gordon Ramsay? <laughs> Maybe it's good you didn't know. <laughs> Not really. I've never watched the shows because, you know, his language and it just wasn't my cup of tea. And so after I watched just a little snippet of Hell's Kitchen, I was like, oh, no, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> Too late now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I will tell you that it was such a refreshing um, thing to be around him for MasterChef because his whole demeanor, he changed because he knew we were only, you know, self-taught. We had not had that professional experience. So I think he gave us a little bit benefit of the doubt that we had not been professionally trained. But he nurtured us. He has a really funny personality outside the kitchen and off camera, but I like that he demanded perfection because he pushed me week in and week out to do my best. Mm-hmm. So what kind of dishes did you make? Uh, unfortunately, this is not a cookie competition because if that happens, I need to be a judge. Um, but what kinds of things, and would they kind of give you limited ingredients or, or say, do this and you've got this much time? I mean, how did it work? It was absolutely insane. I remember my very first mystery box challenge, which was you were given this box. It had ingredients in it. That's the only ingredients you could use, and you had to make a dish out of it. Uh Okay, kid you not, I made my very first pork chop ever on MasterChef and won that challenge. Whoa! That was was crazy. And then we had, like, team challenges. We had pressure challenges, which I think I had competed in more pressure challenges during that season than anybody else. And that was like, if you had a team challenge and your team lost, you went into the pressure challenge. (laughs) Uh, So it was just intense. But what I was known for was my dessert. Because any dessert chance that I had, you know, any chance I had to create a dessert, I did. And I won one of the dessert challenges. And it was just something that people noticed in me, like, oh, wow, she's great with dessert. And then that's how eventually, you know, Whitney's cookies came about. So were you surprised when you won the whole thing or had you been sort of building toward that and thinking like, all right, I'm making it week after week. I could really do this. So the one thing that I love to share with people is that the Lord just gave me this confidence in Mm. my cooking skills. I remember telling Gordon Ramsay that because he was challenging the fact that I was so young, I was 22 at the time and I was the youngest on the show. And he said, you know, other people have so many more um, years of experience than you in the kitchen. And I said, well, I have 10 years because at 12 years old, I was in the kitchen and I was making things that most people were not. I was teaching myself how to do all these pastries and things because I wanted to be a pastry chef. And he just kind of looks at me and just like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) This girl has confidence. (laughs) Yeah, but it helped because I just showed up to each challenge and I just just remembered like, okay, just cook um, for the love of it. And I want them mm-hmm. to enjoy every dish that I made. Mm-hmm. It's so nice when you can come from that place other than feeling like you're striving and you're scrapping and like, I got to win this. It's my whole career. It's my whole life. I mean, to really be able to share food from that place um, is a beautiful thing. And I know for a long time, you've traveled around the world. You've cooked for all kinds of different people and events. Um, So tell us a little bit about that and then we'll get to the cookies. Yes. So after I won MasterChef, it was such a crazy, surreal thing because I grew up in a very small town. And everybody knew everybody. He had one red light. And then to go from that, winning MasterChef, and then meant to be asked to travel around the world to cook Southern food, which is what I was known for as well on MasterChef. And it was so 
just neat to be able to share food with people. And I couldn't speak their language and they couldn't you know, speak mine, but mm-hmm. food brings people together. It's just such a special thing. Mm-hmm. So true. Okay. So fast forward us then, because you've got a family, you've got little kiddos, but you're an entrepreneur. You're a young woman who has got this cookie company. I'm so glad I stumbled upon you because um, I, and listen, anybody who knows me, like when they have the question, like if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Mine's always chocolate chip cookies. That's just it. Somehow (laughs) I would survive. It would be great. I've never tasted one better than yours. They are amazing. And what I really like are the cowboy cookies that you have right now, which kind of take it up another notch because you got other ingredients, pecans and all kinds of good stuff in there. Um, tell us about how the cookie company came to be. So it was another just kind of God thing. I had someone tell me, a close family friend, Whitney, you should start a cookie company. And I would so buy all of your cookies for my clients. And I had this brownie cookie recipe that's in my second cookbook, which is a new Southern table. And he loved that particular cookie. So he's like, start with there and then just, you know, make a cookie company. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I just felt like I was kind of pigeonholing myself in a way mm-hmm. of like, just cookies, you know, like I could do so many other things, but then it was like, okay, finally the Lord spoke to me. I was like, no, this is the direction I need you to go in. And you can minister to people through your cookies. You could mm-hmm. ship them and people from all over who wanted to try your food, you're opening the door for that. Mm-hmm. And then once I literally walked through that door, it was amazing because I just fell in love and it was a lot of work. I mean, months and months and months for each recipe of creating the best cookie ever. And I truly want that experience. Like I want people to have a cookie, you know, a bite of a cookie and be like, this is the best cookie I've ever had. It's and true. They will. Of me. <laughs> <laughs> they so absolutely will feel that way for sure. Um, I felt that way. Every one of my, like I said, all the girls that we were traveling together that had those cookies and we all had something different um, because you offer a lot of different things. Um, we all felt that way. Like we had the best cookie. Um, I think the one that I got for my husband, one of the last times we were visiting in Nashville and you were so kind to um, let me order and deliver to our hotel folks, there's not better customer service. I'm going to tell you than this cookie company um, was your peach cobbler cookie because he's not a chocolate guy. He really loved that. Um, And I know you take so much time. You have cookies that are standard that people can get anytime. You have different flavors, flavors of the month. Um, And I want to make sure that people know how to order Whitney's cookies. It's W-H-I-T-N-E-Y-S cookies. Just Google it and you will find all the goodness online. So how did you stand up this business. Now um, you're not just sharing with people in Tennessee, it's all over. Um, and you've got a family too. I mean, how do you, when people say, I want to have a family, I want to be successful. I want to run a business. Are, are you from the school of thought? Like, okay, there's not really balance. There are times when something will drag um, and need more of your attention than others. Or have you found a balance? Uh, so I feel like the balance is Having grown up or my parents were school teachers and it just seemed that we were always at the school with them. Well, yep. my mom has brought us in and we're like, okay, you, you'll play school. And, you know, you just went along with what they had, you know, going on. And I do the same with my kids. So my kids come into the kitchen with me. They're my little taste testers and they go to events with me. And I feel like um, bringing them along to that journey will also teach them about work ethic and all these things. And they're only... Um, my oldest is almost six and I have a three-year-old, but having them see what hard work does 
and then get them to see the joy people have when they try my cookies at events or things and just see what all goes into it. I just feel like to me, that's the best marriage right now (laughs) is having them Mm -hmm. just be with me all the time and see that hardware and get to be a part of it. Well, and the taste testing, that's all you'd have to do for me. Like that's bribery. Um, Cause I, I know that like the CDC says you cannot eat raw cookie dough because of eggs in it and all that kind of stuff. And I know all your cookies are different, have different recipes, but I might go to jail for that because I will eat the dough. I don't ever cook my cookies all the way through. Cause I just like them that way. But you actually have cookies that have stuff on the inside. Oh yes. Yeah. So the stuffed chocolate chip cookie is probably by far almost the most popular. So I have a brownie cookie. I stuff that cookie dough inside the chocolate chip cookie. It's literally the best of both worlds, a chocolate chip cookie and a brownie put into one. It, it, people, I'm telling you, you're going to need a nap afterwards and you might need to pace yourself because these cookies are, the, they're, they're not a joke. They are not messing around. Um, and to me, to have a nice glass of cold milk, oh, it's just the best. We'll have more Live in the Bream in a moment. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. So um, tell me about your cookbooks as well, because you obviously do a lot beyond cookies, although I'm glad that you answered the call to to start this company. But tell us about your other um, things that you offer. Yes. So um, as a recipe developer, chef, private chef, I've had the opportunity to do some really cool things and be able to create my own cookbooks was really just a special thing because um, my great grandmother is someone I learned to cook from and she handwritten just only a few recipes. I mean, she was a type that never measured. So when I wrote my first cookbook, I also had never measured at that point. Besides a few baking recipes, it's so all like, oh gosh, like I want to make sure everybody can create something that I created in my kitchen just like me. So I'm going to have to like measure even a dash of salt. <laughs> so right. it was just crazy what goes into creating a cookbook. But by far, um, my second cookbook is just such a fun one because I wrote recipes that have Southern influence, but also from our world travel. So you'll see like this Indian inspired dish, but using Southern ingredients that makes it more approachable. Uh, And I feel like most Southern ingredients people know, but maybe Indian or something else they wouldn't be familiar with. Okay. So Amazon or wherever you buy books, they could find the books. Exactly. New Southern Table and Modern Hospitality. Okay. So for people like me who are terrible, and I say that, but I, I can bake, I can't cook. Like if you need sweets, I can hook you up, but to cook chicken or a regular meal is like very overwhelming to me. I tried early on when we first got married and I just failed over and over again in the kitchen. I said, you know what? This is just not my gift. Like I have other things and hopefully other things that I can offer to this marriage, but it's not going to be my cooking. My husband's actually a really good cook. Um, but if I was to pick up one of your cookbooks, is it manageable for somebody who, who doesn't have a ton of confidence in the kitchen? For sure. So besides the fact that the ingredients are approachable, which I feel like is key because you don't have to go to specialty stores to find them, but Mm -hmm. there is a range. There's a range from like really easy to a little bit more advanced. And then that way you could even start from one of the easier recipes and work your way up, you know, to 
hey, I'm, I finally have more confidence in the kitchen. I'm ready for this recipe. But the brownie cookie recipe for sure is an easy go-to. Try that one out. Well, and like you said, um, we're talking to Chef Whitney Miller, by the way. Whitney's cookies are to die for. I cannot recommend them highly enough. Um, they're great for gifts. I love them for myself. The problem is like if I get a box, it's a situation because um, I'm just going to eat cookies for like three days until the box is gone. Um, but they're really fun to share with people on so many different flavors. And Whitney, um, I just love trying to support her mission as a, a young woman, a successful chef, entrepreneur. Um, she just is very inspiring. So I'm um, check her out, Whitney's Cookies. You can find them online. Um, But I wanted to ask you, you know, looking forward, what other options do you think are out there? What would you like to do long-term? Because I love your philosophy that food is kind of a loving thing. It brings people together in all kinds of different cultures. We like to sit and eat with our loved ones, our families. Um, What do you hope to do on that front moving forward? So I've always loved to inspire people. And I think it's because I was inspired at such a young age from my great-grandmother. So to inspire people on the front of, um, on camera, um, I've had some really neat opportunities to do that with cooking demonstrations, but a cooking show and then a restaurant to like bring people into the experience of what Southern hospitality is all about and really good Southern food. But the customer service experience, you know, that hospitality to bring that to a restaurant experience, I feel like especially now when it's hard to find good help and to Mm -hmm. mentor your people to also, like, it's more than just the food, but it is also the experience and it's the hospitality. So bringing that in, I think, would really be key. Yeah, it's so hard. I feel like every restaurant I go to now and for the last you know year or so, um, gosh, COVID was so hard on everybody in every way. Um, but even trying to recover and keep stores and restaurants fully staffed, um, man, I always love when the sign is up like, hey, don't we're doing our best. The people who showed up for work, please be kind to them because they're working You know, the work of two or three people. Um, and so especially in the service industry right now, I feel like we just owe people a lot of deference and patience. And I'm happy um, that they're willing to take these jobs and be there. But I know that that's part of um, the challenge as an employer or as um, a restaurant owner is to get people um, to stay and feel welcome. I have a friend who is a chef here in the DC area and is so good at mentoring people through the company. I mean, we've been going to his restaurants for almost 20 years and the same people who were bussing our tables are now managing at those restaurants. I mean, and it's a beautiful thing to see um, that he encourages and trains and educates and really cherishes his people so that even through COVID, and everything else, um, these people hung on and he did everything he could to keep them employed in some form or fashion. Um, so I love your you know, philosophy on that, that you really want to um, help the staff that you do have. So let's talk about the possibility of this restaurant because I am obviously going to have to be there when this happens. <laughs> yes, for sure. Because Franklin is definitely a place that I see opening it. We have so many families and like young families. And so also to keep in mind of like families and like a kid friendly restaurant experience. So that is definitely going to be something on the horizon. And it could be um, a marriage between like barbecue and Southern food. So I'm going to start crying tears of joy and the cookies better be there too. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Um, well, I wish you all the best in that. I certainly hope it comes to fruition. Again, folks, you know me. I'm a self, 
uh, described cookie monster um, and a cookie expert. And um, I'm telling you from the minute I met Whitney, heard her story and started enjoying these cookies. Um, I've never looked back and I will be a fan for life. And whatever you do, check out the cookbooks. You can find her online at Whitney's cookies. Um, again, they ship all over the place. Um, you got a lot of options there and um, it's just a joy that um, we cross paths, Whitney. I'm so glad to meet you. And I just look forward to all the amazing things you're going to put into the world. Thank you so much, Shannon. And it's whitneyscookies.co, just so you know. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook too, because we're always, you know, coming up with those specialty flavors. Yes. And I love to know about them. And um, like I said, my personal favorite is the cowboy, but you can't go wrong with any of these cookies. Um, Whitney, Chef Whitney Miller, thank you for joining us on this week's Live in the Bream. Thank you so much. It was so fun. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, in these ever-changing times, you can rely on Fox News for hourly updates for the very latest news and information on your time. Listen and download now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.